Good morning and welcome to chapel. During today's service of anointing, we hope to create a space for healing by acknowledging that there is much in our individual lives and the broader world that brings pain, brokenness, doubts, and confusion. We want to take time to validate these doubts and confusions, holding them and realizing that there is much we do not understand. We also acknowledge and celebrate that we can find peace and hope for the future. For, in the words of Paul in Romans 8, we consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory about to be revealed to us. We know that the whole creation has been groaning in pain until now, and not only the creation, but we ourselves. But in hope, we are saved. Now hope that is seen is not hope, for who hopes for what is seen? But if we hope for what we do not see, we wait for it with patience. The Spirit helps us in our weakness, for we do not know how to pray as we ought, but that very Spirit intercedes with sighs too deep for words. And God, who searches the heart, knows what is the mind of the Spirit. And we know that all things work together for good for those who love God, who are called according to God's purpose. I now light the Christ lamp as a reminder that even as we hold the difficult parts of our lives up, there's also hope among us. Please join with me in prayer. Transforming God, you come to us in expected and unexpected ways, desiring to be known, yet remaining a mystery. Be a light in our lives. Confront us, wrestle with us, change us. Amen. I now invite you to stand and pass the peace, greeting those around you. Please join me in hymn number 54 in the green hymnal.
The next, the next hymn we'll be singing is number five in the blue hymnal. There is a place of quiet rest. our worship feels false because we don't acknowledge the questions and struggles that we're facing, the hesitations and the fears that we have. When we decided as a chapel team to do a service of anointing, we wanted to create a space where everyone feels welcome, where the healing that happens is in holding each other's burdens and building community, not in easy answers or superficial language. I spent the last few days gathering these words from among you, expressions of doubt, pain, and confusion. Listen for the ones that resonate with you wherever you're at in the story of doubt and faith, joy and pain. Know that these are the words of your friends, your classmates, and the people that you pass by on the sidewalk every day. How am I going to get through all of these exams and papers?
I see so much hypocrisy. If I were born into a secular household, would I be a Christian today? How do I fit into a society here while coming into terms with who I am today? And what does that mean for the person I was yesterday and the person I will be tomorrow? Where does faith fit in such a busy schedule? How can I find my place in this world when I always feel alone? I have never seen, perceived, interacted with, nor related with God in any way I've been told that I might. How can this God be more than a myth? How do or can I connect with other people? How can one be happy and kind when, they all, they, when all they receive is cruelness from others they treat with kindness? Do my questions and doubts mean I'm losing my faith? Do they make me unworthy? How can one accept a singular religion, often without considering even a second, and soundly reject the literal hundreds of other religions in the world? How do I live my faith without imposing on the beliefs of others? How do I manage my social anxiety and recognize triggers earlier? I face the pain of letting go of who and what I thought God was and how I used to make sense and beauty out of the Bible in order to understand more. Life is so ambiguous and constantly uncertain, which is sort of painfully ironic. It's so hard to balance everything. I feel overwhelmed and scared by the uncertainty of life, and my fear is hard to acknowledge. My fear manifests itself differently all the time, and sometimes it hurts other people, which scares me even more. Will I find deep connection with other people, even as my relationships with previous friends are becoming less fulfilling? Why is anyone's purpose in this world so cruel? How do I live without doubt? Something that can easily destroy me, my thoughts and my feelings, shake the very core of my being. Yet I continue to doubt. It is my nature. It is as if I enjoy standing on the trembling ground of my shaking foundation, waiting for something. It is as if I enjoy waiting to be swept away. It is as if I am waiting to be shattered by doubt, to be made whole again. Do I need to have faith to have morals? Why is the children's innocence taken away now so easily in many different forms, from sexual abuse to raising themselves and others? Are other monotheistic religions merely cultural interpretations of the same God? Why are women judged based on the things they wear instead of their actions? If I question church, what foundation am I left with? I'm struggling with feeling my calling. If I'm stressed with things that face me that aren't even related to school, how am I supposed to get school done on top of the outside stress? I don't understand how I want to use my gifts in the future or even understand the gifts that I do have now. When will I ever learn to stop overcommitting and just say no? What place does religion have in my life? Will the church as an institution be relevant to the world anymore by the time I graduate seminary? Can I be a good person to not go to church? Is there more than just being a good person? How can a person hold a religious truth equal to an empirically derived and scientifically supported truth? Are my beliefs my own or just regurgitations of what I've been taught my whole life? After being single for so long, being in a new relationship feels incredible, but at the same time is immensely, inexplicably terrifying. Can I do things right this time? Or will I let my past spoil any potential bliss I might have? 
How can we have free will but still believe that God works in our lives? If God works in our life and we attribute the good to God, should we attribute the, the bad as well? Or are we supposed to chalk, up, chalk that up to coincidence? Why don't my friends seem to care about all the injustices I see? Does what I'm passionate about studying have any relevance to anybody, period? In a world of ever-expanding knowledge and understanding, what is the future of religion? Is it possible to truly let go of the past when your past entails so many fundamentally messed up stories? Is it hard to not feel like you're nothing but your past? How does one move on? What does it actually mean to be a Christian? I'm so tired. So many evils have been done in the name of religion, the church, and faith. How do I associate myself with faith and reconcile those past and present pains? What am I going to do after college? If I can't live up to the expectations that others thrust upon me, or that I thrust upon myself, have I failed? I want so much to believe in goodness that somehow it will all turn out okay, but how can that be in a world where our nation bombs a Doctors Without Borders hospital? I'm feeling pressured to put on a perfect facade, but I'm feeling inner turmoil. How can we as Christians live with so much ambiguity? How do we decide which parts of the Bible to believe and which to ignore? How can I keep my relationship with God fresh? Why am I still depressed even though things in my life are going all right for the most part? They've certainly been worse. Hundreds pray, grieve, and long for change in this world, yet loved ones die natural deaths every day. Why does one continue praying? What would happen if I let the beast inside out of its cage? How do we love others but also confront them when they are contributing to injustices? Why do you keep on telling me that everything is going to be okay? For some people, things just aren't okay. They never were and they never will be. Can't that be holy too? How can I cultivate, uh, cultivate a more restful lifestyle? How do I value each person? As a as a role model for the younger members of my family, what do I tell them about my big mistakes? And since I've made many big mistakes recently, does that still qualify me as someone whom they should look up to and trust? Where is home? I've had so many different homes in my life that I don't really know. I love God. I believe in God. I believe in the church and their ideals. So why do I feel lost? What good is present in religion that cannot be found elsewhere? An everyday question I ask myself is, why did God choose me to have this condition? I feel as if it's hard to be around people who seem as if they are normal and have such a great life, although I know I'm just as normal as they are, or they are going through <clears throat> something just as tough. I suffer from this in everyday life because it's hard to think that I'm just like them when I have a lot of limits put on me and can't do as much as they can but I know God gives the toughest battles to his, tough, his toughest soldiers. How can anyone say that they have the one truth? How do I make sure I'm not apathetic in my comfort? What if the path I'm pursuing isn't right for me? Does that mean I'm a failure? How important is it for people to agree in order to stay friends, to stay in community? Most of the time, 
I feel fine, but when I slow down, I realize that my fineness is built on being so busy that I'm numb to my doubts about my friends and my calling and my life goals. I don't want to be a downer all of the time, but I have to process my problems with someone. How do I address my questions without feeling judged for having doubts? Having been here for over a year, one would think you'd feel more accepted. And it's not that I don't. Well, entirely. Yeah, I feel like I barely connect with anyone. I've tried fitting in, tried putting my voice out there, and it just gets swallowed in ego, pretentiousness, hypocrisy, and seemingly more normal lives. Will I be able to make my mark? Will it ever be possible to be myself without feeling like the outsider? How do I live with my doubts and faith in a healthy tension? Why do so many complicated and difficult situations always seem to happen to you all at once? It's hard to be open with those closest to me when I worry that they'll question my decisions. How do I make sure my privilege does not adversely impact others? I'm struggling most with the fact that some people think they know definitively who or what God is, and I think God is much bigger than anything human beings can imagine. Can science and religion be reconciled in a healthy way? How do I make sure I do not help others or speak out of a sense of superiority? How do I maintain humility when I have confidence in a belief? How do I connect with a God that I don't always feel or see? How am I supposed to build solid, healthy relationships when I have so much weighing on me all the time? I am too much alone in this world, yet not alone. Um, I'll read a poem by Rainer Maria Rilke. I'm too alone in the world, yet not alone enough to make each hour holy. I am much too small in the world, yet not small enough to be simply in your presence, like a thing, just as it is. I want to know my own will and to move with it, and I want, in the hushed moments when the nameless draws near, to be among the wise ones, or else be alone. I want to mirror your immensity. I want never to be too weak or too old to bear the weighty, wavering image of you. I want to unfold. Let no place in me hold itself closed, for where I am closed, I am false. I want to stay clear in your sight. I would describe myself like a landscape I've studied, at length, in detail, like a word I'm coming to understand, like a pitcher I pour from at mealtime, like my mother's face, like a ship that carried me when the waters raged. I invite you all to stand now as we move to a time of intercessory prayer. Um, during this time of prayer, um, I will say a few lines and we'll give a few moments to reflect. And after I will say, Lord, in our mercy, hear our prayer. And if you could join me on hear our prayer, I'd appreciate that. And after the um, the phrases that I will say, Monica Miller uh, will be playing a violin piece that will be included as part of our prayer, and we will end the piece with an amen, uh, which will signal the end of this prayer time. 
So please bow your heads with me in prayer. Creator God, embodiment of good, essence of peace, we come to you for assurance, for belonging, for love. When we have qualms about the future, the present and the past, we sometimes feel lost and lonely. Show us your comforting hand and your heart for doubt and struggle, for even you asked for the cup to be taken from you. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. In the wake of unspeakable violence in wars and school shootings, people are made to feel afraid in their own communities. Let us not become jaded by their recurrence, but search for solutions and cultivate healing. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Threats from historic explorers and violent organizations have caused many to lose their homes and look elsewhere. We ask that you guide the feet of those in exile and open the hearts of those who may lend a helping hand. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. God, Sky Mother, Earth Father, we view your degradation almost daily as we see the pollution that falls upon the land, air, and sea. Though we are the problem, remind us that we are also responsible for the solution. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. God of small, quiet places, we lift up other concerns in our own hearts now in silence.
God, reveal your presence to us in the dark and the light, in the small and the immense, in the familiar and the unknown. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Amen. You may be seated. We will move now into a time of anointing. So for a little bit of background, the practice of anointing has been woven into faith practices throughout history. In ancient times, it was used to crown a king, as seen with King David. Anointing is an act of hospitality, an offering of the best one has. It has also been used for medicinal purposes, as a sign of hope and healing. That which has been anointed has been made holy, a mark that it has both value and purpose. Anointing can be an acknowledgement of pain, of the sufferings of the present time. It can also be a prayer, for when we do not know how to pray as we ought, the Spirit intercedes for us with sighs too deep for words. This morning, we invite you to come forward and be anointed as part of this community, wherever you are in the journey of questions and doubt, of hope and faith. Whether you come to be anointed on behalf of someone else or a larger situation that is causing grief and pain, as an acknowledgement of doubts and confusion, or as a symbol of healing and hope, you are welcome. There will be three stations up front, and you can choose to have your forehead or your hand anointed. During this time of anointing, feel free to join us in singing as well. We will start with the song Oceans, um, which is about trust, whether that is trust in God or in goodness or in other people. Sing as you feel comfortable and come forward to be anointed as you wish. Oh 
rise, my soul will rise just in your embrace for us. sing My Life Flows On, hymn number 580 in the Blue Hymnal.
with number 77 in the green book. Please stand. concerns, questions, or prayers, we'll be putting up a poster in the quiet place if you'd like to come and put those there. Go in peace. <laughs>